What's going on, Star Wars fans and Mam Fam alike? It's Kent and Brian returning for another patented uh, multi-annual, I guess biannual, <laughs> triannual at this point, Star Wars yeah. trailer reaction uh, episode, bonus episode. Um, thank you to those of you who have sent loving comments on our Zombieland Double Tap episode that just dropped. And if you have not checked out that movie or that episode, it's available now on the main feed for your listening pleasure. But um, we're just a couple of months away from the release of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Apparently the final Skywalker-related <laughs> trilogy movie. Um, you know, I'll believe that when I see that. <laughs> you know, them returning to the well <laughs> on all these characters. But, um, you know, that's obviously part of this discussion. But, yeah, we're just a few weeks away now. And, and in pure... Disney fashion, they waited till the last possible moment to drop this trailer um, and get people hyped for The Rise of Skywalker. And, you know, just to kind of start off this conversation, Brian, and as we react to this and, and talk about it, um, I think this is like, you know, maybe up until last night, this feels like the, mo the least hyped, least anticipated Star Wars movie maybe ever. And that's, you know, sad considering the the legacy and what this is building to. But mm. I just feel like last night was like the first night that people actually seemed like excited about this movie or like, Oh, star Wars is coming out this year. You know, it just felt like, um, everyone's known it's coming out this year, but no one seems to really care. Are we excited? Like I haven't had many discussions about like what it could be about, you know, other mm. than with you on this podcast. And, you sure. know, it's just, you know, even with solo, I felt like there was more hype and anticipation going into that. But, um, yeah, it just feels like last night was like the official arrival, like, hey, a new Star Wars is coming out this year, you know? Yeah, I kind of had the same feeling. I mean, it's it's not the same for me because I've been, yeah. you know, we're we're all Star Wars all the time in this house. Um, and so I've been pumped for it. But it, it, as far as, like, the general conversation goes, yeah, I think that's true. And I think that's calculated. I, maybe I'm giving... Disney and Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy and the rest too much credit, but I, I, that feels like a tactical decision to like hold this stuff as late as possible so that you kind of let any of the, I don't know, it's like get the, get the fans and stuff to a point where they're like, all right, let's do this. Like I can't wait for, uh, to see more of this stuff and kind of let the funk of last Jedi solo, whether you like those movies or not, just again, like the conversation around them was not fun. And so kind of let that die out and also let the Avengers Endgame stuff kind of dwindle just a little bit. Cause if you, if you drop this trailer in, I don't know, July or something, which they probably could have, right? I mean, not all, maybe not every scene that's in this, this trailer, but a lot of the stuff they probably could have put out in June or July and said, Hey, there's the official trailer or whatever. And it, it maybe gets swallowed up in in the craziness of Avengers. So even like Force Friday was a little late this year, I think. And um, so I think they've I think the idea has been let's just make uh, let's make the last two months of the year like all Star Wars all the time and really push what we you know what we're bringing in that in that spot because you it's like kind of containing all of the excitement into a shorter period of time rather than spreading it out the way we've done with force awakens or some of the others. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, man. It's, it's, it's definitely coincided with Christmas too, you know, genius right. moved by Disney to, to include 
these movies around when everybody's buying gifts and and you know yeah. new toys for their kids or whatever um so yeah star wars on the brain during the holidays is not the worst business decision but mm-hmm. you know just touching on business decisions a, a little bit um this trailer dropped last night and immediately within i don't know 30 minutes trending topics on twitter from 1 to 20 were all star wars related um you know character names ship whatever jj abrams george lucas whatever um, everybody was just talking about this trailer in different in different aspects, and so uh, of course, the Last Jedi was among those trending topics last night. And so, yeah. I went on there and I clicked the Last Jedi, and I and I sorted by latest, and I just wanted to see like what people were talking about with the Last Jedi. Was it more of, oh man, I'm seeing this movie despite the Last Jedi because I hated the Last Jedi, but this has got me hyped. Or mm-hmm. is it is it oh y'all are wrong the last Jedi is great this is going to be great or is it the last Jedi ruined me forever from Star Wars and I'll <laughs> never I will not see this yeah. movie because I was so disappointed with that um, and I gotta admit man it was it was probably the majority of um, I didn't like the last Jedi but this got me hyped yeah and Same and uh, the other majority was. Star Wars ruined uh, Last Jedi ruined me forever. It's total garbage, and yeah. people just dying on that hill, and you know, not willing okay, to like well. move past like, okay, this is a trilogy, some or or there's twenty movies, not all of them are going to be as good as the other one, whatever. Yeah, you know, um, and so I just wanted to kind of get that, but you know, I don't think it can be understated enough just how big of a disaster that was for Disney. Um, you know, financially, uh, you know, the fans. Uh, the the merchandising that left got left unsold that's literally in the landfill somewhere probably you know it's just uh it's crazy and so it, it's it makes the the rise of Skywalker even more important to win everybody back I mean if they I mean this might be the last real big chance for Kathleen Kennedy you know before she's shown the exit door if this if this doesn't go uh, if it if it isn't accepted by star wars fans that's mainly i think what's at stake here because i don't think this has to make as much as the force awakens uh i don't think this has to be as critically well received as the other star wars films but i think at large star wars universe star wars fandom whatever has to be pleased with this movie for for things to kind of continue down this path or or i'm i see like a like a like a let's blow this thing up and start from square one type of thing happening if this doesn't work, um, you know, if this isn't a success. But, you know, having said that, I have tons of faith in J.J. Abrams, um, you know, pulling this together. Um, you know, I've heard rumors, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, in this conversation, that they've brought George Lucas back into the fold with this final film and kind of, you know, relied a little bit more on his intellect, which might not have been the worst thing, you know, had they done that a little bit more throughout this process. Um to kind of keep Star Wars fans happy. And uh, and so there's a lot riding on this, man. And this is kind of the first trailer, like I said, where it all feels real. Yeah, that, that teaser trailer that we got earlier this year, did a, I thought, did a great job of just kind of priming the pump, essentially. You know, you, you just, you feel, oh, right, Star Wars is coming. This is going to be fun. And that was a great primer. This is much more, obviously, much more in-depth. I think... Um, I don't want to get too deep in too far into the woods. I, th- I think part of, uh, I think you're partly right. At least like this needs to be a big deal for Disney 
moving forward um, as much with a new generation of fans as with the, you know, kind of existing fan base and stuff. Um, I think that's the key for Star Wars moving forward, whether that's the movies or uh, Galaxy's Edge at Disney World and Disneyland and all that sort of stuff. It, it's, it really is more about they've got to find a foothold with, with younger fans more so than they've got to um, appease the certainly much more so than they need to worry about appeasing the gross toxic side of the star Wars fanboy fan base. But if they can find a way to, um, appease the people who are, I think more like a little more like you Kent, and like our friend Ariel and, and people who have legitimate complaints about last Jedi, if you can find ways to appease those people while also reaching out to a younger generation and not worry at all about the uh, the gross side of, of the fandom, then that would be a you know that'd be a home run. But I I push back a little bit to the idea that Last Jedi was a disaster. I mean, it made one point three billion dollars. Um, it was I think the second biggest movie of the year. It probably could have done better if they would have continued to push it. We know Disney is pretty quick to be like, all right, we're done with that and moving on to the next one because they have 400 movies coming out every year. I, I There definitely are ramifications for what happened with Last Jedi, and I think Solo was the biggest casualty of that. But uh, to be honest, like I just I, I wonder – I don't know. I don't want to get too it, – it's – I wonder how much Disney is like, we don't really care about appeasing and, and groveling to win back the acceptance of a certain subset of the fan base and just say, well, good riddance. You know what I mean? Does that yeah, make sense? There's like, a, there's a, I mean, there's, there's two things to that. And one is that like a lot of the people that you know, are controlling what their kids watch are the fans, right? So like, true. if your dad doesn't like the last Jedi, do you think he's going to go out and buy, all you, your kid, all this Star Wars stuff, and like be like, hey, kid, you know, watch all these movies, watch this show. You know, I think it's more like they're just scared to like lose people's interest at large, you know, and that's gonna be a trickle down effect, you know. And, and I yeah. think honestly, Brian, you could probably speak to this more than me, but like the things they've done with animation is way better for the next generation and speaks way more to what they want than The Force Awakens did or, uh, or you know, what, whatever the arc of of uh you know general snoke is of or whatever Mm. uh grant you know supreme leader snoke and general hux is and and the last jedi you know what i'm saying like i feel like they they have way more of a tune to like kids programming and like kids like making Mm. these for kids than they do like making intellectual like stimulating films and it's like funny to see them kind of try to straddle that line between making something that's like cinematically relevant and making a movie that like you could take your six-year-old to and he would be like loving so yeah it's been um, it's been interesting to see how they've how they straddled that line like i said they keep canceling animated shows and making new animated shows and canceling Mm -hmm. you know like it feels like that's something they want to do but you're right it's um my point is like i see the animated shows keeping kids interest in star wars way more than like uh, Poe Dameron, you know, like I think like we kids are way more into like what's going on with with uh, with that side of things and the Clone Wars and all that than than they care about Poe. But that might just be, you know, the perception yeah. from the outside. I mean, there, there's some there's some to both of that. I mean, my kid 
Star Wars Resistance and all that stuff. He he likes it, but he is is if he's gonna watch a show, honestly, he's he's probably gonna watch Ducktales or you know Bakugan or Pokemon or one mm-hmm. of those things. But he's six, and that's that's kind of the the age range that he's in. I don't know. It's they are trying to they're having to try to to kind of cater to all parties, and that's a very difficult thing to do. I just kind of look at it as the entirety of the star Wars universe, what are they doing with the entirety of it? And that like these films, this trilogy especially plays a big part in that for the biggest part in that for us. But there's a, there's a whole wide world in which they are operating it. And it's, it's this trilogy. It's the new movies that are coming. It's the theme park. It's the animated shows. It's the Mandalorian. It's, it's all, they're all branches of um of this whole huge beast of a of a property and while yeah i think at the moment still the 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 main trilogy movies are the biggest piece of that i don't think that it's the i don't think it's the end all be all and i, I think the goal for disney is to have it be whether this is a good thing or not i don't really know but I think the goal for Disney is to have all of these various branches kind of working together and not be over reliant on on one portion of it to make, you know, Star Wars Star Wars, if that makes sense. So, yeah. But but we'll see. I like I've said, I, th- I think this movie will put uh for better or for worse, I don't know. I'm much higher on Last Jedi than than a lot of people seem to be and that's totally fine. Um I think this movie, for better or worse, will put Last Jedi into some some context uh, and may, for some people, improve the feeling on it, and for some people, may actually d- decrease it. I don't know, but I I would anticipate that more people. I guess what I'm saying is, I would anticipate that once we have the full trilogy and we have some distance and some time, I think Last Jedi looks better in retrospect or in, or through through history um, than it does it did in the moment and it has over the last year or so two years, whatever with the, as far as the conversation has gone, but yeah, that's probably enough. Let's, let's talk the trailer. Let's break down the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so a lot writing on this, just, uh, you know, just wrapping up the star Wars saga. And like I said, I'll believe they'll stop using these characters when they stop using them because I don't <laughs> think we're going to see episode nine and like, all right, that's it for Ray, Finn, Poe, Kylo Ren, Han Solo, Leia, Luke, all the, you know, Chewbacca, C-3PO, R2, you know, I just don't see that. I just don't see that happening. Um, whether that's the end of the Skywalker story is another kind of thing. And um, so <laughs> there's been another rumor going around there that um, that they're so desperate to get this right that they're testing six different endings to this film and oh, that they're gosh. still in principal it's photography like as we speak like it's they, not a great sign like still still trying to figure out how to how to end this and and i just think they're like they're gonna test this if they do and i mean it's very rare that they test star wars screenings in the first place but if they do mm-hmm. like and they just pick the one that the vast majority of people like what how does that make you feel rather than like this is how this story ends and we're telling this story and that's it you know Rather than let's find the ending that's most accepted by the masses and go with that so we don't lose our <laughs> money again or yeah. whatever. You know, mm-hmm. that's like that makes me hesitate a little it's bit. Concerning. Like sure. Like there was never a plan at all. Let's just do it. Let's figure out what people like and kind of adapt along the way and 
That um, is, we we both have said this. That is the, I mean, there are fair and unfair criticisms of Last Jedi and Force Awakens, and you know whatever. The for uh, I I I'll speak for you. I think you agree with me on this. The the biggest legitimate fair criticism of these movies is that there was not. It doesn't seem like anyway there was a cohesive A to Z. Here's where we start. Here's where we end. And here's kind of the gist of what we're doing in between from the get go. And part of that, I think, is JJ not doing the second film. Um, as much as I really like Ryan Johnson, and again, I like Last Jedi. I think, in retrospect, just this probably should have just been turned over to JJ and say, "Hey, whatever, wherever we can work this into your schedule, <laughs> let's yeah. let's have you direct this trilogy, trilogy, yeah." And and put Ryan um, on his own thing because I, I think it was hard. Regardless, we we're getting into stuff we've we've said previously, but the. Uh, I think that if they could do it over again, you probably start in 2013 when you acquire those rights or 2012, I guess, and say, okay, here's our timeline. Here's when we're trying to release these movies. Now let's put together, let's put together a a real, a timeline of the things that are going to happen. Let's have a plan from minute one and not be, have the second movie reacting off the first movie and the third movie reacting off the second movie and try to make that happen. Let's not make it up as we go. Yes. Like JJ has been very criticized in his career for doing, you know, along sure. the way. Damon Lindelof and JJ teaming up is, you know, has bitten a lot of uh, fans <laughs> in the butt before. So, so yeah, he's he's known for like keeping it mysterious on purpose and like never giving you answers. And so that's right. hope something I hope he doesn't bring to uh, yeah. to this. But yeah, so this trailer starts out with a look at a. Uh, Looks like a jungle planet. Don't sure if that's indoor or what. Mm. I'm sure there's. It's been confirmed somewhere out there what planet that is. But yeah. uh, Ray is training on the planet, running away. She's got a lightsaber. She's jumping over a crevasse, and that cuts to a uh, really cool cut of her jumping a crevasse. And inside, it looks like the Death Star or some kind of star destroyer. Um, similar, harkening back to the Force Awakens, the Scavenger Ray intro. Um, so the big set piece of this film is obviously the Death Star being underwater somewhere, you know, mm. um, and her and Kylo Ren fighting on that and some kind of epic battle. Um, you know, I'm hoping we get a, a sequence of the Death Star falling to the planet and crashing into the ocean because I think that would be yeah. an awesome visual, like to open this, like with the end of like the the uh, Return of the Jedi with this, you know, the the uh, Death Star like explodes and then like you just see the Death Star falling from space into this mm-hmm. planet through the atmosphere and like I just think that would be like similar to how what he did with um, Star Trek Into Darkness you know with the uh, with the uh, Enterprise falling from space you know at the, uh, mm-hmm. the end of that mm-hmm. movie I want to see that with the Death Star I think that would be a really cool visual for Star Wars fans but nonetheless this is a it's a cool setting you know the uh, yes. Death Star under underwater, and mm-hmm. it's kind of the opposite uh, of of what we got with Revenge of the Sith with the uh, volcanic planet and yeah. Um, yeah. Mustafar, I believe it's called. Um, so yeah, similar kind of setup, but you know, different setting, and and I think it's going to be really cool to see some of the Easter eggs that are thrown throughout uh, throughout that. But mm-hmm. so we get a shot of. Of Ray there, it looks like she's training or doing something, and then we get a shot of Finn with binoculars looking off into the distance at something. We see another shot, a sweeping shot of that that um, jungle planet, 
and a really cool shot of Ray like running across the top of this yeah, mountain gosh. with the lightsaber. Um, we get a shot of a resistance base underneath the ground. It looks like a very similar base to um, something we'd seen on crates, maybe in the in the last film, or uh, like I mentioned, Return of the Jedi towards the Endor fight. There's a similar uh, scenario mm-hmm. settings as such as that. We see Rose Tico uh, returns for this film. We see Billy Lord um, is back, and Dominic Monaghan, my doppelganger, is in <laughs> Star Wars. Um, he. Uh, Lord of the Rings fame and Lost fame, very familiar with J.J. and company, um, joins the cast for The Rise of Skywalker. He's always fun, um, fun in these adventure movies and adventure-type uh, shows. Um, and so, cool to see him, but, you know, I'm pretty pissed it wasn't me that got cast because, you know, he definitely fit the look. I could have... <laughs> I could have done all that they you needed. Tried, man. Yeah, I, the fact that I haven't been cast letters. in like the Lord of the Rings Amazon series now is honestly amazing. Like they would have found me and like, <laughs> sir, you look like all like Elijah Woods yeah. and Dominic Moynihan's love child. Can we please get you yeah. involved with this? What I have a little inside information on that. It was going very well for your casting until they saw the Elton John cover. Oh yeah. Like, oh dang. Yeah. Uh, he. More like this creepy Elton John one album <laughs> one time. So. Yeah, I did. I, I'm very 70s Elton, too. I, I got gypped for not... And I play piano. So I got gypped I for not being Rocket Man. It's, Dang it, Taryn. It's tough. It's tough. All right. Um, so we get a cool shot uh, of Chewbacca with Poe and Finn, which we don't see a lot of. Because um, he, he's normally with Ray or somebody else. And so mm-hmm. it looks like they're teaming up in this. So it looks like they're repairing an X-Wing or... Looks like Poe's maybe preparing to fly out on an X-Wing, uh, an orange X-Wing, by the way. I love the, mm-hmm. the paint job on that. Um, yeah. I love that stuff, by the way. The I love – we've gotten now to the point where we are fully blending the two sets of characters, what's uh-huh. left of them and stuff, the, the original characters and the new characters, and I just think that's so cool. I love seeing uh, Chewbacca and, C- and C-3PO and the rest – Mixed in with Poe and Finn and, mm-hmm. and Reigns. It's just a really cool, I don't know. It just, it gets my, my Star Wars feelings going. Cause it's just, it's a really cool thing to see those two, those two groups combined. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I felt, I've always felt they've underutilized Chewbacca throughout this entire thing. So hopefully like we get a, we get a good Chewbacca moment in, uh, in the rise of Skywalker. So we see a ship flying into that uh, jungle planet. I'm not sure what that ship that is, but it looks like this ship from, uh, like, the the New Hope. You know, like the first ship you see in Star Wars, basically, that's, like, flying away. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, from the yeah. uh, Star Destroyer. I don't know what mm-hmm. that ship is called. The um, It's off the tip of my tongue right now. The Cru- yeah. Not Crusader, something like that, though. Um, Anyway, it looks like that is flying into that planet and crashing or something. They're reacting to it. We get another shot of the uh, Death Star on the in the ocean, and I mean that looks epic. Mm-hmm. Like the freaking yeah. water, like the rain, the the CG on that is just unbelievable. Um, and then we see Kylo Ren busting through the uh, waves in like a uh, really wet, like emo face, like frowning as much as he can, and like the. Uh, comes in with his lightsaber. Um, then we get a shot of, of <laughs> TIE fighters flying towards an iceberg. It's very interesting. Yes. Very 
there's a lot of really awesome shots in this trailer. Um, yeah. Great, great visuals, and the settings look fantastic. That thing is cool. I don't know what's happening in that that scene. I don't want to. I was like, part of me wants to zapruder this and just really dig into like what's happening with a couple of these shots, but um, that is a really really interesting looking looks shot like there. it's where the emperor emperor throne room is um mm. it's kind of an establishing shot for the next shot in the trailer which is very it's the same kind of color hue uh, as the emperor's throne room not to say they're mm-hmm. in the same place but like they imply that here with with the lighting and uh, i've seen some uh, i saw on twitter earlier that this uh the emperor throne design is actually Ralph McQuarrie's design for the Emperor Throne that they never used or never was it's kind of it was kind of so weird it's so mm. jagged and like it's like jagged rocks coming out of this um structure behind him mm-hmm. but i think it you know with game of thrones it really you can do some weird things with thrones nowadays and and uh people will probably be a lot more accepting of that <laughs> so yeah this begs the question palpatine is is not in the throne. Maybe. So, yeah. I mean, is he dead? Is is his spirit? Is like somebody going to take over the throne? Mm-hmm. What you know? What is what is Palpatine's involvement here? Is he Force Ghost? Is he like actually alive and has robotic limbs or something? You know, sure. I, that's the main question of this, I guess. But he's involved. yeah. We got we got some questions in our Discord today, uh, which you can join. By the way, if you if you uh, if you join our VIP club, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. And one of the rewards uh, is is a access to our Discord server, uh, but but some people were asking questions about that and how that plays out. Given that the last time we saw Palpatine, he was dying, being tossed down a, a large <laughs> shaft in a in a space station that blew up later. So how does that work? And I just feel like, well, we've established for a long time that uh, the force is a powerful thing and force ghosts are a thing. And there's, I don't know, it's very easy for me. Again, I'm super in the bag for this. So it's very easy for me just to, to kind of push away any criticism, but, or potential criticism, but that seems very easy to me to explain away as like, um, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a force ghost or he, whatever he used the force to get his broken mostly dead body to this planet and is living in a wheelchair or a robot or whatever it is i don't i don't know what it's going to be i imagine the reveal is going to be really cool and by the time we actually see it we're all just going to be like okay that was fun that was cool i don't care if it necessarily makes a ton of sense or not it's it's i trust that jj will find a way to make it um, sensible enough that we will just be able to get on board and enjoy the ride. Does that make sense? That, that's that's my that's my takeaway. They're going to yeah. find ways to make it so awesome that we're not going to want to ask too many questions. While also, I think it's I think the Force Ghost thing and the various ways in which that can play out is very well established. And there's no reason to me why they couldn't do with Palpatine what. Um, like the Lord of the Rings does with Sauron and and his coming back to bodily form and how Harry Potter handles Voldemort and all that kind of stuff. That seems that seems logical to me within the framework of what we know about the Force and Star Wars universe. Yeah, it does. And and uh, you know, Ryan Johnson definitely showed us that uh, the Force is powerful. You know, and um, and so my biggest question is. I mean, I got a lot of questions, but one of my big main questions is, 
you know, do they return to the philosophy of the Force from the original trilogy, or do they kind of stick to the uh, um, Brian Johnson Force of, you know, little kid with broom is making things hover, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Because it seemed like George Lucas established that, like, you know, there is a select few, and Luke Skywalker is among those, and Leia is among those, and... And, you know, the power of kind of the ruling of this galaxy is in the hands of whoever that is, you know, whether that's whether that's Anakin, whether that's Palpatine, you know, whoever harnesses the um, I don't know, the force, the best, if that makes sense, is is Mm. kind of the, the one that rules them all. And so, like, will we find out if Rey is like the almighty force person, you know, is she? Like, uh, you know, the the backup contingency plan for Palpatine, which I've heard theories about, you know, um, like his his like she basically is Palpatine, which is why mm. we've seen this, you know, in the first trailer we saw her dark, you know, is that that's not actually Ray. That's like Ray's doppelganger twin, you know, because mm. he, he he basically created like multiple rays, you know, throughout sure. the galaxy and. And, um, that's why Kylo knew about her and like, you know, where she was and all that. Um, that's just one of the theories, but like, um, like basically that she is Darth, Darth Plagueis. Does that make sense? Or yeah. like he's Darth Plagueis sure. and he created life, which is Ray, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I Could think be. that would make a lot of sense if you're, if mm-hmm. you're trying to like tie, like connect the dots with all these movies, you know, that yeah. would kind of make a lot of sense. You know, this is a contingency plan for in case the emperor dies, you know, mm-hmm. um, that she has all the power of the emperor and, and just needs to basically discover that mm-hmm. destiny of herself, you know, and is sure. whether she accepts that destiny or the destiny of good will be, mm-hmm. it will be the question. So, um, so yeah, you know, I love Palpatine, man. I think he's so awesome. I just want in this film, a, a scene, a scene, you know, harkening back to the classic Star Wars of Palpatine just giving a speech to Rey and just telling mm-hmm. her yeah, the truth. You know, I sure. want that so yeah. bad. Like her on her knees, like crying, like begging him for the truth, and like mm-hmm. I just want. I I'm getting chills thinking about that. Like I yeah. want that. <laughs> like him sitting on that giant throne, like you know, t- basically telling her all she wants to hear, even though it might not be what she wants to hear. It's the truth, you know. And once and for all, we can leave the theater knowing. Who is who? What's what? And and what this is about? Um, I'm tired of unanswered questions, basically, and and I think uh, I think uh, Disney realizes that, and I th- and I think we're gonna get some answers with this. Yeah, it could be. I, I mean, I'm on record. I'm on the other side of that from you. I don't I don't think the movie is asking the question. I don't think Force Awakens is asking the question or asking the audience to ask the question of who Ray is and what her background is. I think Ray is asking that question. And to me, that's a much more interesting aspect of it is Ray trying to find answers or get to a place where she's okay with not having the answer that she wants more so than the audience finding out the answer and finding out that Ray is, I don't know, whatever, the spawn of Palpatine or Obi-Wan Kenobi's niece or whatever it may be. I don't like I've said before. I and and if they if this movie answers that question, that's fine. Like I have no problem with it. But that's not been for me some sort of. It hasn't been an obsession for me. It hasn't been a thing that I super care about. I just think the movie is not asking that question, and the, that's part of what 
And again, I think that was part of the problem with Last Jedi for for some fans was like we spent two they spent two years obsessing over an answer to a question that that I don't think the movie was was asking. And then when they didn't get it, they were very angry about it. And that's that's I mean, everybody watch it's interpretation. Everybody watches a movie and picks out their own thing. It's fine, whatever. But for me. It's going to be this movie is is less about finding for me finding out what uh, what Ray's background is and more about Ray finding out how to cope with who she is and figure out whether that's coming from a place that's attached to this universe or if it is just what what uh, Kylo Ren says in the in the first movie of like there's you know nothing you're yeah. you're you're nobody your parents are nobody and I think that that has value too. Yeah, I I I mean I don't know if I agree with that that the um that they weren't trying to sell that with the first film. I mean the whole flashback of, you know, you know, uh her getting dropped there and like, you know, trying to find out, you know, they'll they'll come back for me soon. I know they will. I'm looking I for just my think family. That's about her though. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like I I totally I and that's her I arc mean, though. Is my that's my that's my opinion that her arc is like finding her, out her origin. Because she doesn't know where she came from. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I agree with that. It's, it's the. I think there's what I'm. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think there's a difference between a character asking that and the movie asking that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the movie is to me. And Last Jedi did this. One of the strengths to me of Last Jedi that I love, and I don't know if this is a thing that people hate or not. I don't know, but I love that the Last Jedi kind of returned the force to the universe and to everybody. And because we have spent far too long, like from midichlorians on it, it, it's gotten into a place where the force is like kind of only related to the skywalkers and the elites. And that's like, I, I think one of the, I don't know. One of the tenets of the original trilogy is the force is, you know, binds us. And it's, it's, it's like through every, it runs through everything. And I love how last Jedi did that with the kid, with the broom at the end and all that sort of stuff. And I felt like that's what force awakens was sort of opening the door on was this person. And I, I, I'm going to, I may honestly, man, I may end up being super wrong, especially given kind of what you said previously uh, in this episode about like, Disney sort of <laughs> testing endings and I think definitely reading the the room a little bit and trying to figure out okay how do we how do we win back some of these people and all that sort of stuff but I felt like Force Awakens was opening the door on this girl's not anybody and she's got to figure that out she's got to get to a place where she's okay just being a person who exists in the universe not a person who is connected to some you know some greater story that there she's only connected through the force which is i think is a really cool and powerful sentiment and has a lot of value even compared to wow it turns out she was luke's daughter the whole time yeah or, i agree or with that whatever. like overall for star mm-hmm. wars but i don't agree with that for this trilogy because mm-hmm. this is the rise of skywalker like this is about you know, that lineage. I mean, that, you know, that's, this is, it feels like they're trying to do two different things here, you know? <laughs> like, they're trying to say, oh, the Force is for everybody, but simultaneously, the, you know, the Skywalker 
saga in our lineage is the most powerful in the universe and always will be. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is. You know, they're the, yeah. they're the, I don't know, Julius Caesars of, of, you know, <laughs> star Wars. And that's kind of, yeah. they'll go down history like that, you know? So, you know, I, I like that. I love that. But, you know, like as much, you know, I've, I've done, I've gone back and done a little bit more research on, on, uh, what the original plan was for star Wars at the outset, you know? And, if if you know like if you've read about the wills like the journal of the wills and all that you know like the the force is like related to basically aliens like all powerful aliens that control mm-hmm. everything and like the force or midichlorians are the connection to those beings you know like the wills are actually like beings you know that that are like I don't know god if that makes sense in this yeah. in this world and so like it is more in the way, and, and I'm saying like this is the way George Lucas originally intended it to, and obviously it's evolved over the years. But his original intention was like it is a DNA thing, you know, and um, and he wasn't going to fully explain that, you know. Obviously, with the first movie, he like kind of opens you to the idea of the Force, and then his plan was kind of with every movie to reveal more about how it works, you know, and mm-hmm. how. And by the time he did that with the prequel trilogy and the Midichlorians, people like. <laughs> revolted against that like that the force is what it is and it can't evolve from here there is no explanation you know what i'm saying like even though he's like no i'm telling you this is what it is like i made it up (laughs) and they're like no it's not and like yeah it is you know and so like i see both sides of that that. but i know they don't no no (laughs) um but you know i do think there is a there is something to ray being in this in this uh, lineage, just because I mean, the first film, she's like all powerful immediately, you know, and like doesn't know why, and like I just think it's more than um, the force is out there. Like she has some special trait, you know, of some kind. Whether that's I don't know, maybe we find out what that is. Maybe that's not um, yeah the Skywalker lineage, but I just feel like she right. she's not everybody yes. else, you know. No, and 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 I agree with that. I just think I guess I'm. I want people to go into this movie like here's here's how I'm going with I don't I don't care whether she's a Skywalker or a Kenobi or a whatever or a Palpatine or any of that stuff. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily matter to me. Whatever we find out about that, I think I'm gonna be fine. I don't want people to go into this movie and if they don't get the answer that they want based on the theory that they believe on Reddit then, well, this movie sucks because uh, Ray turned out not to be a Kenobi, and that's clearly what she is, and that's what I want. You know, that that's what that's where I I start to get not just worried, but like a little bit where I'm like, come on, like that's not the movie is not here to suit your fan theory. I'm not directing this at you. I just yeah. mean like the general the general public. And like I said, there's plenty of things to be grumpy about with with Last Jedi. One of them, one of the bigger ones that I think is total bull is it didn't fit the fan theory that I had in my head. And I hate that. I just think that's a crappy way to to watch a movie and to be part of this universe. So if you're if you're listening and you're all in on Ray as a Skywalker or Ray as a Kenobi or a Palpatine or a, or a whatever it is, and that mo- and the movie doesn't give you that answer, you know, don't let that be the thing that determines whether or not you enjoy the movie and whether you enjoy Star Wars now and all that kind of thing. And I felt like that's kind of the place we got to over the last couple of years with these movies is just it's so fan theory based 
And if it doesn't fit my theory, then it can't be right. And I think that's, I just think that's a crappy way to watch these movies. That's all. Yeah. I, I agree, man. You gotta, you gotta like, I don't know, be open to more than, I don't know, your own, your own uh, volition, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Sure. sure, sure. And, and at, you know, at the end of the day, I really do think Disney is like, just going to (laughs) say, all right, raise a Skywalker. You know, fine, yeah, go, be, you know, it's be. like, and let's just fine. do this. Let's, yeah. everybody's happy. We're good. Let's move on. Let's be done with it. You know, totally and, could be. Yeah. And I really just think, I just don't think you could end this with like unanswered questions, if that makes sense. You have to wrap this into some kind of bow mm-hmm. in order to move on, in order to just to not pe- want people to return to the well and to, you know, maybe D.B. Weiss and all them have a clear slate to work off mm-hmm. of instead mm-hmm. of, yeah, no, I agree. Instead of like, yeah, but what about that from the, the Rise of Skywalker? You know, we don't know. We still don't know sure. about sure, where, sure. where Finn is from. You know, or whatever it is. You know, like <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. I'm just making yeah. up things. No, I like, agree with you. Like the end of this, we have this to be just completely like roll credits, and everybody has yeah. to walk out and be like, "Okay, we're good, guys. That was a great since '77 mm-hmm. to now. That was awesome. We're mm-hmm. done." Yeah. You know? No, I'm with you. There has to be. We have to come out of this for for at least for I won't even say for myself, but for. The bulk of the fan base, we have to come out of this with answers. I just hope people are willing to accept that the answer might not be yes. the answer yeah. that you want. That's yeah, all I'm, I, I'm, I'm totally, you know what, and honestly, I prefer it not to be the answer I want. I like to be taken mm-hmm. by surprise in a theater, you know, sure. and whether that feels genuine to the characters and the stories and other thing, but like, I don't, I don't like to predict and be right. You know, I like to go in and, and get the unexpected, you know, and mm-hmm. and for the most part, like, for the vast majority of the last Jedi, I did feel that way. He like that Snoke throne room scene is like yes. Yes, among the most shocked I've ever been in a theater, you know, yeah, like was totally, just like, Holy totally. moly. And awesome. is maybe my favorite moment of this entire reboot of star Wars, you know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this, the shot of her, like raising her arm up and the, the saber, like flying back to her, her hand is like, right. Maybe my favorite moment in all of this, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> I just want this thing to just, be epic, be fun, be funny, not try to do too much, um, feel natural. You know, I'm scared that, that the Palpatine stuff is going to feel shoehorned or not natural to this. And so, um, that's my main concern is that it all feels like one story and not two stories kind of thrown together at the end to to try Mm -hmm. to wrap this up. And absolutely. And for this to be, um, I don't know, man. Just kind of the culmination of everything. I really do feel like this is going to be, and you know, you're not going to be able to compare this to one film of of Star Wars. It's going to feel like all of them combined, and yeah. uh, that's going to be awesome to see in a theater. Absolutely. No, this and the trailer. I think the trailer does a great job of of bringing that all together. Oh man, I that mean, freaking I, I, ship, like the oh the the water cruiser ship, yeah. like <laughs> God, it's awesome. There's so many great shit to to kind of wrap this up and just bring it back the. The build on the music is the swell yeah. of that, and the and the kind of slow down. Oh my gosh, it's that's the main that title. These are the main title too, and the main fanfare, yeah. not the like mm-hmm. the typical like Luke Force theme or something yes. like that. You yes, know? and that that's I think that's a, that's a true genuine stroke of genius. I I think the the shot of the Falcon with all the ships in the entire star Wars universe is super great. Like that's very reminiscent of, of Avengers Endgame, And that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be awesome to see. And then you get 
little segment with uh with cp3po what did i say cp3 goodness gracious c3po uh you know with i'm i'm looking around at my friends for that 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 kicked me in the in the gut that's a that's a beautiful little shot and then and you see leia and i think i'm gonna just cry every single time princess leia is on screen because it i don't know it's just such a bummer that she's not here to to finish out the series in person and all that it's a i don't know man i think he did a great job of summing up like hey this is it. Like we are really here for it, for, for the fine, the conclusion to this whole thing. And this, this thing that's been going for over 40 years, this is it. So get to the theater, you know? Yeah. We get a shot of the desert planet, the Mad Max Fury Poe, uh, desert <laughs> shot. Um, and then we get, um, Lando Calrissian yeah. driving a ship. Very, you. very like surprised. They didn't show a better shot of that. Because you can barely tell who it is uh, from the side angle, you know. Mm. Like I would have mm-hmm. thought there would be like a more of a reveal for that character in this. It's he's only in it for like half the. Uh, what they got the Y wing fighter in here too, man. Yeah, God, I love the Y wing fighter. Don't show that nearly enough. Uh, and then we think in that sequence with the Falcon. If you look, I I think the the ship next to it is uh, is Ghost from Star Wars Rebels. Kind of looks like it. So yeah. The you ship I was thinking of, of earlier was the blockade runner. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the crusader. The t- blockade, four. crusade, yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. That was rolling off my tongue there. Yeah. But that was the, the one. Rise, I, the, rising or bringing that, uh, that Star Destroyer out of the water and stuff yeah. is, whoa, dude. Yeah, I hope it's Palpatine-like. Yeah. Basically showing off, showing his, off his contingency <laughs> plan. Like, yeah. I've built this entire army, and here it comes, you know. Um, that's uh, That's exciting. Uh, so yeah, man, that final battle looks awesome. Um, it's like there's some titles that say you know the saga comes to an end, but the story lives forever. Mm. Um, Oof, that's good. And then the final shot of Ray is really cool too, and uh, you know, pretty epic. And I and I just think it confirms that she's a Skywalker. The end. Okay, you know, <laughs> shows her face and then says the rise of Skywalker. I mean, right. I just think in like three years we're gonna look back at these trailers and be like, oh yeah. Obviously, could be. you know, totally like, could be. obviously yeah. that's why it's called Rise of Skywalker. Obviously mm-hmm. that's why the trailer is, you know, like absolutely could be. Yeah. Um, and so that's, uh, that about does it, man. But two and a half minutes of, of awesomeness, Gosh. 30 seconds of those, which is just the title of star Wars, the rise of Skywalker <laughs> appearing at the end, you know, like it takes yeah. like 20 seconds for that thing to come out there. But, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be epic. And, it's it's crazy to think we're just two months away from the conclusion of thirty plus thirty five forty years of uh, yeah. of um, years of a story there. being built up, and um, hopefully it lives up to the expectations of the people that have grown up with it. But um, you know you can't please everybody, but I do think you can please the vast majority of people. Yeah, and um, which like they did with the Force Awakens, and and so you know, and JJ, we trust, man. That's right. Let's take it home. Let's see That's if. Right. See if they can do this thing one last time and uh, go out on a go out on a good note. I'm I'm rooting mm-hmm. for him, man. Yeah, man. I can't wait. I'm so I'm so pumped for this. I, I let my kids stay up last night to watch the trailer, mm-hmm. and he just was like, "Can we watch it again?" I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's just the it's. I'm so excited to to be able to see this and and conclude this song. and then just see where Star Wars goes from here. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a great ride. I'm I'm very excited. I I agree, man. Well. Thank you so much, Man Fam, for listening to this bonus episode. Um, if you want more from us in the VIP this week, we've got a bunch of 
content coming out. Uh, we just released our interview with the vampire episode. We've got our AMA coming up pretty soon as as well. If you um, haven't checked out the main feed, we do have Zombie Land Double Tap, and we're I think we're putting out our El Camino review for the VIPs, though. So oh, nice. if yeah. you want a Breaking Bad El Camino, if you saw that, and you want to hear what we think, Brian and I did a little bonus episode for the VIPs. And uh, so get our grades on that. And um, have uh, fun listening to that, Breaking Bad fans, because we did do a Breaking Bad Rants and Raves episode. So if you haven't seen Breaking Bad or you're thinking about watching this El Camino movie, <laughs> just listen to our, our Rants and Raves Breaking Bad episode. We did yeah. we did around the uh, season finale or series finale of that and, and talked at length about Breaking Bad. So warm up with that, watch El Camino, and then hit up our El Camino review on that VIP page. Uh, and it'll be good times. But uh, next week, we'll be back on the main feed with more movie talk. But until then, um, for Brian, I'm Kent. We'll see you at the cinema. Bye. Thank you.